What's good, Anchor family? This is another edition of the JR Podcast starring me, Keith Florence, and we are a fresh week in to these new movies that have come out, especially Halloween. It is the, I'm going to say the 12th edition. I could possibly be wrong. They could not even be at 12. This is the next installment of the Halloween franchise. This is the highest grossing uh, part in the franchise. Honestly, this is by far the best movie out of the franchise, except for the first two movies. But according to the lore of it, this is the sequel to Halloween 1 back in 1978. So Halloween 2 and everything up to the Rob Zombies don't count. They're no longer canon. Honestly, that makes better sense because it's like, From the first Halloween in 1978, I could be wrong with the date, but it's 78. They took 40 years to make another sequel. That's what people is that. That's what people are saying that the first movie came out in 78. This one came out 40 years after the first movie, and it's like Michael has been in jail for 40 years versus like 15 years in the sequel that came out, the original sequel, and. Honestly, as a seasoned horror movie watcher, I was gravely entertained with it. I was highly entertained. Let me change that. I was highly entertained with this movie. The jump scares were perfect. The kills were gorier than I was expecting them to be. It's not like blood everywhere and stuff like that and stuff like that. It's just like when Michael kills someone, it's a lot more than what I was expecting the kills to be, you know, I was expecting him to just stab some people and choke them out and stuff like that, which he did, but it's the way in which he did what he did, and that makes the kills more worth it, and that makes the kills more enjoyable, because it's like, you are expecting people to die, you you know people are going to die, you walk into this expecting people to get killed off the bat, it's just that you don't know when they're going to get killed, and you don't know how. And I love how they kept the cast, except for maybe one person. I'm not going to tell you who. I like how they made the cast seem like you made them like the cast or you you made them hate the cast. Because horror movies really don't do the characters justice and, like, giving them, like, their backstory and yada, 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 is mostly just a let's get to these kills kind of a franchise. Only movies that have done that really is the Halloween franchise, Scream with they with they la- with a leading lady, um, Freddy, but Freddy is kind of on and off, Chucky, it was a dude, but, I mean, you, you get what I'm trying to say. Not many, hol- not many horror movies gives you, like, gives their characters, like, depth. They don't give their characters, like, a meaning to be characters within the movie. And this is what Halloween did. It's a continuation from the first horror movie, they they say. So you have Jamie Lee Curtis coming back as Laurie Strode. Uh, you have her daughter and her... Um, you have her daughter and her granddaughter, which, if I'm not mistaken, were actually... Um, her daughter was Judy Greer as Karen Strode, and her granddaughter, 
I'm assuming was uh, Virginia Gardner. I could be wrong, um, like, on this. And it's like they were actually, like, related. The mother, the daughter, and the granddaughter felt like they were related in real life. That's what a lot of people were saying, that they thought that these three women were actually related by, by blood. But that's just how good the story made you feel. Like these are like these people are actually related like a real life. There's no way they have not met each other up until getting casted for this role, and that's what I like in my movies. That's what I like in my horror movies, but my movies in general. If the chemistry is amazing, if the dialogue between the between the characters are amazing, that's kind of that's honestly why I, I like Supernatural so much because uh, uh, Jensen and Jared. They're not related, but the way that they act and the way that they come, it's their energy towards each other. They feel like real brothers. And then when they introduced Cass, it was kind of like they threw like a monkey wrench into it, but Cass kind of worked his way into the brotherhood of it. But all, but all in all, the movie was amazing. I'm sorry to, you know, go off of um, my point, but... Let's get to these numbers real fast. Um, the production budget was ten million. It's it's not as much as like Halloween two and oh nine. It's it's not like the Rob Zombie movies. You feel me? It's not like Rob Zombie had a fifteen million dollar budget for both of his movies. Halloween Resurrection had a fifteen million dollar budget. H two O had a seventeen million dollar budget. We're not going to talk about the movies that suck, like The Curse of Michael Myers, Revenge, and stuff like that. But this was a decent budget. And domestically, in its opening weekend, it made $76 million. It made just over $76 million. $76,221,000. Well, $76 million, in its opening weekend, like, that's crazy numbers for any horror movie, let alone a franchise that's been going for 40 years. Like, the first movie came out in October 17, October 17, 1978. This movie came out October 19, 2018. So it's not exactly 40 years, but we go, but I guess we're going to let that slide. But... For this to do crazy numbers, because this has, because this is like a, this series is a, for lack of a better term, rooted in history of horror for a franchise that's been up and down with the with the Michael Myers character and the story and the background of Michael. They've done this right, and it shows with the opening weekend box office numbers. And the domestic box office numbers is the same as the opening weekend. And the worldwide is $90,438,941. Like, the the whole world loves this movie. And Rotten Tomatoes has given it a, I do believe, a 80% fresh rating on um, IMD, on Rotten Tomatoes. Exactly. They gave it a 80%. The audience gave it a 77, which is still great. And critics, they they say that Halloween largely wipes the slate clean after decades of disappointing sequels, ignoring increasingly elaborate mythological 
mythology, I'm sorry, mythology in favor of basic yet still effective um, ingredients. Basically, what they're saying is that it just it. Basically, what they're saying is that it just destroys every other movie. They just get rid of every other movie except for the 1978 one, and they say, "Look, here's what really happened after the first movie. They are just they are like they basically just hit the reset button and kept the first movie. They got rid of Halloween two, season of the witch, everything. They got rid of everything except the first movie and said, here's what really happened. I mean, I know you what y'all know. I mean, because y'all watched all, all the other movies, but here's what really really happened. Lori, instead of being his baby sister was actually his babysitter when he was a kid and stuff like that. So it's a so it's a whole fresh take on the Halloween series. And with some and critics some of the critics also said in other words like Brad Jones like like Brad Jones, I agree that this is the best Michael Myers based Halloween movie since 1981's Halloween 2. Halloween 2 was a very good movie. I'm reading comments off of Rotten Tomatoes, if it wasn't clear, from some person named Brad Jones. And that was from Matthew um, Rasa. He's a uh, he's one of the, he's one of the top critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Another one gave it a splat, which I'm getting is a Rotten Tomato. They said, um, what once seemed creepy not just seems campy. I'm sorry to report that in the 2018 Halloween, the howls sound more like gargles than screams. And that was from Rex Reed. This is direct from the RottenTomatoes.com uh, comment section from the critics' reviews on it. Another person, Adam Graham, Halloween is proof that horror icons never truly die. To come back to life, they just need a little love. All of this is in October 18th through 19th. So this is like days after they've watched the movie. Another one from Brendan uh, Morrow. Morrow, Morrow. I'm having a hard time pronouncing words. They said, um, let's just hope there's at least some planning for the future happening behind the scenes at Bloom House. If not, don't be surprised to see yet another community reset on the horizon. Um, continuity, correction, continuity, reset on the horizon, and plenty of angry fans. I feel what he was saying because it's like, if they don't make a sequel off of this, if Bloomhouse doesn't decide to keep what they have right now and they decide to flip the script once again, they're going to get another director who probably did not like this version of Halloween, or they're going to leave it up to the board of directors to think what they think people want to see instead of going instead of going after the numbers of what people like to see from this movie. Halloween 1 and 2, the originals have done great numbers for their uh for their for, for their times and it shows that you can actually make a quality horror movie and actually have like characters that you really care about. With this one, this remake because it is technically a remake. It proves that you can take off decades and still do amazing work because if I go back, the first Halloween, the last Halloween movie came out in 2009. This was the last Rob Zombie movie. This came out in 2009. This is nine years later. 
uh, about nine years later. It, this whole discography of Halloween has been ups and downs. It has been great movies. It has been not so great movies because, let's be honest, none of us like season like of the witch with these masks that milks that that melts people face off everybody and this whole Stonehenge thing and everything else. Nobody really liked that. I mean Curse of Michael Myers was it was alright because they actually casted a lovable little girl character. Revenge of Michael Myers when the girl became mute, they basically just cut all her lines up until the plot was convenient for her to have lines. And when Actually, yeah, and then after that one, which was uh, Revenge of Michael Myers, when they gave that sweet little girl an, an adult character, because she wasn't like an adult in, I believe, three years, yeah, yeah, because this was, no, correction, I had those back, I had those mixed up, Return of Michael Myers was the little girl, Revenge of Michael Myers was when she became mute, and Curse of Michael Myers was when they made us believe that she became an adult in, like, three to six years. So the so the older version of the little girl that we, that we like, apparently got pregnant, and they were going to use her baby, which y'all seen the movie, y'all know the plot. Basically, they made her just die off. We actually liked her. And Curse of Michael Myers was so mixed up, the director's cut was way better than the theatrical version. And to basically getting back to my point that Halloween has had ups and downs, just like every good iconic franchise from Freddy to Chucky to Scream, they have all had – well, Scream, not so much. Scream is iconic, but it's not that iconic. It's not like in the 70s and 80s. That's besides the point. What it is is that this proves that iconic horror movies can take off years and come back and still deliver a quality movie. This is what I liked about it. Now, there are some drawbacks from it. I mean, most of the scares are jump scares, which every horror movie has to have a set number of jump scares. These jump scares were actually kind of, like, worth it. There's really nothing bad about this movie, I'ma say, personally. There's nothing bad about this movie. But I've been watching horror movies since I was little, so I'm not really, like, all-out terrified of this movie. I mean, I got scared a couple times, yeah, for sure, but I've been watching horror movies since I was very young. I probably shouldn't have, but it happened. So... I'm used to jump scares. I'm used to people getting murdered, getting mutilated, because I've seen the whole Saw franchise, except for this Jigsaw one. So I liked the movie. I was not scared as much as I wanted to be, but I did thoroughly love this movie, and I can't wait for them to make a better, better version. I can't wait for them to make a Halloween Three, hopefully it's not another season of The Witch. I pray to God, because if they make a season of, of The Witch remake, I'm going to cuss somebody out. I'm going to not cuss somebody out, but I will firmly send an email to Blumhouse. Like, we didn't like the first season of The Witch. What makes you think we're going to like a remake? So, hopefully, if they make a, another Halloween 2, which would technically be Halloween 3, if you want to be technical, because it's supposed to be Halloween 2, 
But if they make another movie off of this, I hope it's the same cast because I'm not going to tell you why. I hope they keep the cast who survived because, because of course, there are some cast members who survived. I hope they keep the cast who survived into the next movie. I hope the same producer, I hope the same director, and I hope they keep the same cast from the actors, whoever survived, from the director, from the producer, from the writers. I hope they keep everything the same and just make and, and just make a better sequel. Because this is what Halloween like is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be off the wall crazy. It's not supposed to be a bunch of whateverness. It's supposed to be quality horror. And that is my t- and that is my opinion on this 2018 Halloween movie. Friday, I will be giving you guys another episode. I'm trying to double upload. I will be giving you guys another episode and about some albums that have come out this week, and we will talk about them Friday. Then, you guys, thank you for helping me get to my almost my goal of 700 total plays. We are at 616 today as I record this, and I appreciate you guys every day, Like, and I appreciate you guys for listening to me as long as you have, and I'm going to get back to you guys Friday.